Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Let's start off with, um, you know, I mean, you couldn't really have asked for a better introduction to your uh, career, you know, just looking at your 2022 stats, you've had seven starts, four wins and two seconds. That's not bad. You must be super pleased. Yeah, I'm stoked. It's good to have, good to start like that, considering I've only got two dogs. Yep. So, yeah, last year I started off with Lyrical Lad's brother. I think his name was Lyrical Dad. Yep. Had had him for two starts and he, 40 seconds starts, so I sacked him. <laughs> I was like, I'm not dealing with this. So I gave him back to my partner, Dal, because he owned the dog. So he started training that dog. And then the brother, lyrical lad, which is Jack, yep. he, he'd been injured and Dal offered offered the dog to me. I was like, I'll take him. I'll happily take that dog. He's yep. a gorgeous thing and had a few problems. So I got him sorted and he's just come out and gone bang. Yep. So I couldn't be stoked, like any more stoked with him. Yeah, nice. How um what um what sort of made you wanna wanna become a trainer? Is it sort of like a, a you know, for most youngsters I talk to it's sort of like a lifelong goal when they were little, they're like, I always want to be a trainer. When did you sort of make the decision to say, Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now? Yeah, well, I never really had anything to do with greyhounds growing up. Like my dad worked at the South Greyhound track, so I started working there with him and then I met Dal, my partner Dal there, and we we just hit it off and then we've been together for two years and about a year ago he was working at, probably still at Rod's, Rod Clark's, and he had this dog called Kraken Lightning and I just I fell in love with her. I was like, I want to get my handlers, I want to just handle her. So she was just, she was the one that really got me into it. Just I fell in love with her. So then I made the move a year ago to move to Geelong. Yep. I didn't even have my handlers when I moved. I just, I never got it. So then Dal was still working with Jess and Jason Sharp. So they actually helped me get my handlers. So I started handling with them. And then I met Daniel and Rebecca and started working for them. I just, I got more confidence behind me. And then Dull moved over to like work with them as well. And he goes, why don't you get your hand, like your trainer's license? You're like, you're here now. You've learned pretty much everything. You've got confidence. I was like, yep, fine. (laughs) And it all went from there. Yeah, nice, nice. how did you um? How did you find the handling aspect of it um, when you first started? Did you um? You know, is I I don't know because I've never handled a dog. But is it exciting? You know, to handle a dog, especially when you do handle your first winner. Honestly, I was absolutely scared. Like I didn't want to get my handlers. I had a massive breakdown. But looking back at it, it was 
it's so funny now because I absolutely love it. It's just a massive thrill standing behind the boxes. Once you box them and they just take off, it's like, I've done that. And when they win, it's just like, oh, my God. It's and it's a giant thrill just watching the dogs. Yep. And it's just so much behind it that a lot of people don't actually realise. Yep. But, yeah, handling the dog is one of the best parts of it. For anyone that doesn't know, um, so I think, you know, for most people sort of I'm, I'm talking from a, a fan perspective, they sort of just see you guys, put them in the boxes and that's it. But it's quite, um, you know, for anyone that sort of goes and stands over to the sort of the parade area and watches, it's a bit of a process. You know, you go in and get them ID'd and then you put the rug on and, you know, you take them out to empty out and then you walk them to the boxes. It's not um, it's not as easy, I think, as um, some people think, is it? No, you got to build a lot of trust with some dogs because some dogs are just absolutely terrified. They don't want to be touched. They won't walk if they barely know you. Yep. Like you got to have a really strong bond with the dog, unless that unless they're just comfortable and being used to handle. But a lot of young dogs, they're very picky with who handles them. Yep. And they have a lot of dogs. Well, every dog has a pretty much a set routine leading up to the race. That they like. Yep. And, yeah. Yep. I think um, that comes back to, to what you were saying as well about experience. And, you know, you can probably reiterate for anyone that sort of, you know, is either very new to handling or looking to get their handler's license, particularly if they're quite young, um, you know, just getting that experience. And, you know, people say to me, just the more you handle um, and, you know, like you said, different types of dogs as well, you know, maybe maybe not too boisterous and ones that are going to pull you over, but, you know, sort of like a variety of dogs rather than just handling, you know, the perfect ones because otherwise, you know, you're not really prepared for one that's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, I can I can fully vouch for that. That's happened with me. I only, when I was learning to box a dog, I just, I wanted to get confident, so I started with the easy ones that I just completely missed learning how to box a dog that does not want to go on the box. And I got I got stuck stuck behind the boxes in a race one night, couldn't get the dog in the box. And I just had a – I just freaked out. But I was lucky I had so many other trainers behind the boxes that helped me and just, like, it's okay, everyone goes through that. Like, it's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to have the support from other trainers when things don't go as to plan behind the boxes with dogs that play up. Yeah, and you, um, yeah, going back to your training side of it as well. I'm sure you've got some great, um, some great mentors who you you pick their brains quite often. Are there some in particular that you'd like to mention? Oh, Daniel and Rebecca Gibbons. They're just they've helped me so much. I definitely wouldn't have my license without them. And Dal as well. He's he's my main rock. I go to him for everything and if this he still doesn't know everything so yeah i go to daniel and beck and they're just absolutely rippers to help you with what are some um, what are some of the like sort of the more um you know i suppose key things that have stuck with you um that you sort of incorporate into your training whether it's on a daily basis or you know when you need to just stick to your guts if you believe in yourself the dogs will just, they trust you. So it's really just, you got to trust yourself because dogs, dogs can feel your fear. 
and they will react on it any day of the week. So just stay calm and trust your guts. Yep. Yep. What, um, what, what's sort of the plan? Like you said, you've only got a couple of dogs at the moment. How, you know, how big do you want to get? Um, I don't actually know, to be honest. Um, I'm happy with my two at the moment until I fully learn, well, not everything, but until I'm completely comfortable to be able to go on my own and start building my career with more owners, more dogs. But for now, I think I'll just stick to my couple. (laughs) Yeah, it's working pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. It's not too bad. Is um No, they're going good. Oh, they're flying, can't complain. Is um is training sort of the like are you um are you involved or, or keen to sort of explore, you know, the rearing or, or breeding, you know, education side of it as well, or are you just sort of um pursuing with the training for now? Um, I've actually been learning the rearing, the the breeding side of all, all that with Beck and Daniel. Because yep. we've got brood bitches and obviously we've got a lot of pups coming through that we just, well, they do everything with. So I've just been following them and just learning off them. Yeah, nice. Is that um, yeah. is that something that you'd like to do one day? I know it's sort of hard to do both, but, you know, I'm, I'm sort of coming across more people <laughs> doing both because they said it's just so satisfying breeding them and then taking them right up to the training stage and then winning with them. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that, especially after watching Daniel and Beck with, like, their giblet dogs. And it's just watching them win off with – they breed the dog, they do everything with, and they're so happy, and I would love to be able to do that. Yep. Is like, there, it's just a thrill. Is there – I know it's only early days, but is there a race in particular that you would love to win one day? Well, I think everyone would love to win the Melbourne Cup just because of how like prestigious and big up it is. But not really. I'm just day by day. Yep, it's hard just, enough to win any race. So <laughs> yeah, I just love watching my dogs go around. Whether it's a tier three, or just a full stakes. Yep. I haven't been in any finals, so I'm not too worried. I'm just loving watching them go around at the moment. Now, you've got some lyrical lad in at Sandown on Thursday night, which, you know, for, for anyone up in New South Wales, Sandown on Thursday night, sort of like the, you know, the city metro meeting. That um, that must be exciting. How how do you think he's going to go? Yeah, I'm really excited because it's my first city runner, so that should be that should be good. Yep. But we're up against one of our other dogs, Cashton Bale, but... Hope he goes all right. I'm not really expecting much, if I'm being honest, because it'll be his first look at the track and off the pink's never good from being so wide at, at the two city tracks. Yep. But I'm just excited to watch him go around. Yeah, nice. Now, do you get nervous before they race or do you try, like you said before, you know, obviously, you know, I know most dogs can sort of sense your emotions or do you just try and stay calm? I try and stay calm, but... You get nervous, you just want to, you get a bit nervous, you really just want to watch them get around safely. Yep. Because there's always that very slim chance that something could go wrong. Yep. But if they go, if they go around safely, that's all that matters to me, so. 
He, um, Lyrical Lad won your first race um, back on the 4th of January at Geelong. What was that feeling like winning your first race? I, I imagine it was quite euphoric. <laughs> oh, I was, no words can explain that day. That was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. But yeah, it was nice to be able to do that yep. for Dal to get the win for him. And he and- come out a couple of weeks late, like he runs second the next week, then came out a couple of weeks later and, and won again. Did you sort of think, geez, how, how good is this training caper? <laughs> oh, it's all definitely all the dog. That's for sure. Yep. <laughs> just got to keep him sound and they'll do the right thing by you. Yep. Now, have you just yeah. got the two? Have you got any, um, have you got any coming through or you're just happy with the two at the moment? Just got the two at the moment, but actually... I've got a six-month-old Tommy Shelby pup. Oh, lovely. Yeah, share her with with Dal. Yep. She's a gorgeous little thing. She's still a bit off, but she looks looks a little ripper at the moment. Yeah, nice. Time will tell. Other than your own, are there any other dogs, um, you know, or, or trainers sort of around the country that you like to follow? Obviously, now that you've got a Tommy Shelby pup, you'll be following Tommy if he comes back to the track. Oh, I pray to God that dog comes back to the track. <laughs> I love that dog. <laughs> oh, he's just, he's captured, he's sort of like, you know, I know we sort of use the tag, the people's dog, you know, quite often, but, you know, how can you not say that about him? I think the fact that he's just travelled more than most people will in their lifetime, I think that's what just, you know, M one too. Like it's, you know, not just the fact that he travelled, it's the fact that he travelled and won. Um, yeah. that sort of made him that dog. But, um, yeah, no, he's um, he's been uh, very good for the sport and, you know, hopefully um, I know Amy's just got a couple of uh, little litters uh, Serena Fly High's had, so hopefully there, there might be another one or two Tommies out there. Um, yeah. Which would be good because I'd love to, see, <laughs> love to see another one of him for sure. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no. Me too. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. 